0: The following program is brought to you in living color.
1: What are you doing? You've burned all the food, the shade, the rum. Yes, the rum is gone. Why is the rum gone? One, because it is a vile drink that turns even the most respectable men into complete scoundrels. Two,
0: that signal is over a thousand feet high. The entire Royal Navy is out looking for me. Do you really think that there is even the slightest chance that they won't see it? But why is the rum gone?
2: It's the Wine Crush, the show that's all about the grape and the lifestyle it creates. Now, here's your host for the Wine Crush, Laura Lawson. You all know people like this. You may be people like this.
3: Welcome to The Wine Crush, I'm Laura Lawson, your favorite Chardonnay guzzling Deepa And you are listening to the show that's all about the grape and all its glory Everything you didn't ever want to know about wine So as we start our journey on today's vine-laden adventure We get to look back and think about a couple things we have talked about in the past As we look in the newspapers, as we look in everything going on in the media People are still talking about value Well, I don't know about you, but I think we have beat the value horse to death. We've talked about how to find it in restaurants. We've talked about how to find it on the grocery store shelves. We've talked about how to find it out with friends and how to do tastings on the cheap. So when you run out of price options to differentiate between what kind of wine you want to drink, what is really left? Well, packaging. And that's something we're going to talk about a little bit more in depth than we have in the past Obviously, we've talked about labels. We've talked about what's on the label, how to decipher a label, why a label is written the way it is. And, of course, we have talked at length about what the government wants to put on labels and what people want to see on labels. But we haven't really tackled the whole concept of a package. Obviously, a wine bottle is pretty straightforward. It has a bottle, it has a closure, and it has a label. But past that, what makes you attracted to that bottle? Is it how cute the label is Is it how different the label is? Well, we're going to take it a step deeper than that today. And actually, we are very, very lucky. Apparently, people are starting to take the wine crush seriously. Uh, That's a nice change of pace. I know my producer is in there rolling his eyes. I'm
2: kind of happy about that myself.
3: Yes, Kent, are you taking us seriously? I'm uh, I'm,
2: I'm very serious uh, about the wine
3: crush, yeah. I like that. I can tell by the Uh way the Chardonnay is just guzzling (laughs) down the front of your shirt. Thank you. Anyway, today we are joined by a very special guest, and we're going to do something a little out of format for the show. Dan Cohn of BR Cone Legacy is going to join us, and he's going to give you, the privileged wine crush listener, the first chance to help us do a poll about BR Cone wines. Because packaging is such a hot topic, whether it's from the closure, from the label to the bottle, he is going to reach out to you. And you, as our listener, are going to help him determine whether BR Cone is going to go to screw caps on its bottles or not. So Dan's going to join us for the majority of the show, taking some of your calls, getting some of your opinions, and just looking at the broad spectrum of what the public thinks about this. Well, this means you're actually going to have to get motivated. No, you just can't sit back in the car and on the couch and just nod randomly that you agree with everything that's coming out of my mouth. You're going to have to do something. You're going to have to pick up the phone. You're going to have to pick up your Blackberry. You're going to have to put the Facebook down and get involved. To do that, call us 877-4CRUSH1. Obviously, you can interact with Dan or you can just leave your opinions on the wine line if the line is busy about what's going on with packaging. You can email us. That would be info, I-N-F-O, at winecrush.com. Or, of course, those of you who don't want to put the Facebook band down, you can go on to Laura Berg Lawson. Actually, now with my new username, WineCrush1, at Facebook, and let me know what you're thinking. So I think we have a great show lined up. At least it'll be something educational, be something different. Oh, you never know. We might be able to get in an argument with someone beside the French for a change. So let's see if we can take the gloves off and have a little fun with this. But beyond always, my same quote applies. Drink what you like, not what you're told. Tell us what you really think. If you actually manage to get on with Dan, please tell him what you think about closures, what you think about screw caps, and let's make this a true voice of the wine crush. So as long as I am still temporarily the voice of the wine crush, we have to look at this week's wine recommendations. And uh, I think I can speak for most of the country. They're sitting at 95 to 110 degree heat. I know that for some reason I just picked the two hottest days of the year to get out and do my labor of love and pressure wash my driveway, my house, the cat, anything that really stood still long enough. So I am ready for some nice refreshing wines. And since we're talking about packaging today, the first one I'm going to focus on is a New Zealand wine. We are going to look at Matua Valley. Matua Valley is a Sauvignon Blanc out of New Zealand and it's produced by the fine people at Foster's. And they do an amazing wine. For those of you who are into the pink grapefruit of New Zealand, this is the wine for you. Uh, Not only does it have the great acidity, it has the great fruitiness, but it really, really is refreshing, particularly at about, I don't know, 40 degrees when it's 100 degrees outside. So for those of you looking for something neat and unique, please look for Matua Valley Sauvignon Blanc. You should be able to find it on your Mega Mart shelves around the $12 mark. Definitely well worth the purchase. Now, as far as red wines, we got off on a discourse last week talking about red wines and how they should be a little bit chilled. So because of that, I know a couple of you definitely disagreed with me about throwing them on ice for a little bit, but I definitely think it has a place. And if you're going to do that, one of the great refreshing wines of summer can be a Pinot Noir. And uh, I'm going to go back to an old tried-and-true favorite, La Crema Pinot Noir, out of the Santa Barbara, Southern California region. Uh, There's something about that bright acidity, the great cotton candy the great fruit flavors you get even with a little chill on it that wine is very very refreshing
2: you don't actually put a wine on ice
3: uh this weekend i did seriously 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 you sit outside you're pressure washing things you're tired you don't want to move and you realize your wine's getting warm oh seriously i did grab a couple ice cubes Mm. and throw it in the glass
2: i've always thought about doing that but Nobody does that.
3: No, it's perfectly acceptable. I promise. I'm sure there's a lot of true wine fanatics out there that are just cringing at my answer. You sit outside with red wine in 100-degree heat and see if you don't think about it. (laughs) Okay. So, yes, it is perfectly acceptable whether you actually want to put the bottle on ice or put ice cubes in your glass after this weekend. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Whatever it takes to encourage you to drink more wine. I'm there. I'm happy. To be honest, I actually have come up with a great new idea. So for those of you who are into patenting or have wonderful things to do with your money, I think there needs to be a wine slushie. Remember how you used to go into 7-Eleven and you could get the slushy machines? Yeah. I think there needs to be a Chardonnay slushy.
2: Now, now, those people who were just cringing a moment ago just passed out. <laughs> That's
3: right. <laughs> Most likely, but once again, they are living in the South and dealing with the heat we are. I'm just thinking you would know, be great. Get a big old styrofoam cup, have a great Chardonnay boiled down basically into nothing but ice. I'd be in heaven. I think so. I think it works. So see, for those of you out there who are not already obsessed with the idea that we're going to be talking about screw caps, not only have I put my Pinot Noir on ice, but I want to make a 7-Eleven slushie out of my Chardonnay. That ought to be enough to make the line, the phone lines light up. So for those of you who couldn't remember the phone number because you were too busy swerving over my statements, once again, 877-4-CRUSH-1 or our email info, I-N-F-O at com. Well, one of the main factors we're talking about with Dan today is going to be the idea of going from synthetic or actual corks to a screw cap closure. So something we need to do, of course, is get all the facts first. So that's what I'm going to do before we get into this debate and have you look at the different types of closures that are out there. There's always the natural cork, and natural cork is what all of us aficionados are used to. That's what all the sommeliers are used to. You bring it to the table, you present it, you make the cork come out of the bottle, you see if the cork is wet, you see if it's damp in the presentation, Uh, But basically, natural cork has been around for centuries. Uh, Cork generally comes out of Portugal. It comes out of a cork tree. I've gotten an argument over that. It is called an oak tree, but it is called a cork tree. But one of the problems with natural cork is the whole TCA taint thing. And for those of you who are in the know or have ever had that wet cardboard smell, there's a lot of wines that come out corked. And we're dealing with about one out of every 12 So basically, every time you buy a case of a natural cork finished wine, one bottle is going to be bad. Because of this, obviously, it's a loss to the industry in the sense that, one, the retailer loses money. Two, the individuals buy a wine they never want to buy again. Number three, the vineyards spend a lot of money trying to battle TCA. It's become a costly option. So people are looking at other avenues. And doing that, they came up with synthetic corks. Now, synthetic corks are derived from plastic. And they do appear to be a viable alternative to traditional corks, but unfortunately they don't keep oxidation at bay as well as natural corks because plastic corks don't have the capacity to expand. And if you can't expand, you can't get a full closure around the bottle. Plus there are some purists out there that will argue that for a bottle of wine to age gracefully and turn into the masterpiece that it's supposed to be, a small, minute amount of oxygen – has to get in contact with that wine. And to do so, natural corks are the perfect closure because they do add a little bit of oxygen for that wine to breathe. Uh, the final option is, of course, a screw cap, and I'm sure we'll talk about more of how a screw cap applies other than just turning the top on and off when we return. So when we come back, just remember, we're going to be joined by Dan Cohn of BR Cohn, and he's going to ask you, the fabled wine crush listener, what you think about changing his package so stay tuned get your fingers on that phone and we'll talk to all of you soon
4: the wine crush well i guess
1: we better get on with it
4: Tax laws can help you. Plus, right now, we'll waive the consultation fee and give you our free tax savings report. Attention, business owners, the self-employed, and W-2 workers. Make this free call to the tax doctor now and learn how to take advantage of the new tax laws that may help you pay the IRS less. 800-281-7048. 800-281-7048. 800-281-7048. That's 800-281-7048.
5: We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp.
6: Call us for free information at 1-800-542-6751. 1-800-542-6751. 1-800-542-6751
5: this is the news this morning we are saluting the 2.2 million women who have joined in the war effort they now make up 37 percent of the workforce changing their role forever the prestigious harvard medical school is breaking ground today opening its doors to new female applicants today little girls all over the world look to the sky where the first woman is now in space
6: Military stereotypes are challenged today with the trailblazing promotion of a U.S. female officer to four-star general. It was just announced that the vast majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women.
1: Ranger Station. Ranger Speak. Yeah, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting. Location. Uh, in the woods, just outside of town. Oh, not surprising. You've got your home. Bears have theirs. Yeah, but see, this wasn't just any bear. This bear was wearing jeans and a hat, as in a smoky bear. Jeans and a hat. That's definitely smoky. What exactly did he have to say? Well, we we were about to head home, you know, after having a bonfire. Oh, I can guess where this is going. Right, right. See, Smokey told me the fire wasn't actually out. He said if it's too hot to touch, it's too hot to leave. That's true. Did you know that nine out of ten are caused by humans that means nine out of ten wildfires can be prevented wow no kidding i'm a forest ranger we never kid sorry <laughs> that, that was a joke oh if you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire step in and make a difference because nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans brought to you by smoky bear the u.s forest service your state forester and the ad council learn more at smokybear.com. only you can prevent wildfires
3: welcome back to the crush i'm laura lawson and we are off and rolling on our quest to help people find the perfect packaging and to assist us in this great quest and to ask for your personal opinion right now we've got dan cohn Dan Cone is a senior vice president and national sales manager for BR Cone Winery. He has worked with his father, Bruce Cohn, for seventeen years with BR Cone. And currently Dan oversees forty-eight states in our great, wonderful country. Dan, welcome to the Wine Crush.
7: Thanks, Al, how are we doing out there?
3: We're doing exceptional. How are you, darling?
7: We're doing well. We're doing well. It's getting warm. The fruit set is out here. The grapes are on the vine and it's a uh... Perfect 85 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. It's great great grape-growing weather out here.
3: Well, I'm glad you're having great grape-growing weather. We're just melting in our part of the country.
7: That's what I heard. I heard, and I heard they've been raining for a month up in the northeast, too. So I guess we're blessed on a couple of fronts.
3: Ah, usually. Hey, listen, I have never actually seen a bio on you. You're only in 48 states. What two states kicked you out?
7: Let's see here. Well, the, uh, the probation ban has been lifted in Vermont, and what was the other one? I think it's South Dakota. I think we've got some in North Dakota, but not in South Dakota. So Vermont and South Dakota are the only two I'm missing.
3: That makes sense. Hell, I tried to get you banned from North Carolina for ages, so I'm not I sure. Know, there I know, I
7: it, know. It, it's, it's sooner rather than later, I'm sure.
3: Fair enough. Well, listen, I have given our listeners a bit of a preview of what you and I had talked about. Tell us what's going with B.R. Cullen and your ideas for changing the packaging and what your thoughts are there, darling.
7: Well, that's what I kind of wanted to get a shot out, and I appreciate you putting this together. I was looking for insight because we've been doing our manager meetings up here and whatnot, and we're talking about the future of wine and, and the way that it's going. And, and there was an interesting topic that came up in regards to uh, the corks, And the different capsules and different kinds of uh, cork-type items that are out there at our fingertips nowadays, and there's synthetic cork, there's, uh, we've seen a few wineries out there doing a uh, a thing called a zork, which is almost like the uh, peel-off when you peel off a milk carton thing. Oh, really? Yeah, and it has has about three wraps on it, and it unpeels like a milk carton, and then uh, it has like a little, just a little rubber cork at the top. And we also saw one other winery that has a, uh, I forget what, the, what it was called, but it has a glass um, cork that goes in it. I think it was Whitehall that was actually doing it. Whitehall's was, doing
3: that and Sabraja Family's doing that. Those things are fun to play with. They've got to be expensive, but I enjoy them.
7: Yeah, they are great. So what we were looking at was the the screw-off cap. And what we were really—and I know it's a long topic and it's a long discussion that's been mulled over in many ways—and and through the years, it's been generally related to uh, less expensive wines. But what we were trying to see is, I think that there is a little bit more of an acceptance factor. In regards to the, the screw-off cap, where it's not frowned upon us so much, you know that the cork has gotten so expensive and it's gotten so far and few between, and we've actually seen a real increase in corked bottles of wine. And the, I've, I've talked to a few bartenders and some of our ultra-premium restaurant owners that, you know, these guys on Friday, Saturday nights will have five or six deep at the bar, and anything that they pour by the glass it's very difficult for them to be back there pulling five or six corks on bottles of wine when they're waiting for 20 or 30 people are waiting for their drinks.
3: Well, I have to agree. I'm one of the other people on the other side of the bar that gets annoyed when he has to take that extra time to get the get the bottle opener out, to actually put the screw in there, to actually open the bottle. It takes me another, what, 20, 40 seconds to get my glass of Chardonnay. It, it bothers me.
7: Tell me about it. And the, the quicker I can get to the juice in the bottle, the better off I am.
3: Uh, that That is spoken like someone who has uh, great experience there. <laughs> Hey, you know what, when you look at the grand scheme of things, we were talking about some facts and figures. Obviously, screw cap or something of that nature has been around since the 60s, and it's gone back and forth in favor. I just read something in New Zealand. Only 1% of all the packaging had a screw cap in 2001. In 2005, 75% of the packaging had definitely gone to a screw cap. And obviously, we all know about New Zealand's meteoric rise as far wow. as taking over in the country. So I think, obviously, that it's it's something that Americans are getting comfortable with. Now, my question, and our listeners are going to have all kind of questions for you, and I know the lines are already lighting up, but here's my question. When someone switches, obviously you're a family winery, you have your bottling line in place, if you were to switch to screw cap, are you going to have to gut your winery and put a new system in place?
7: Absolutely not. What what happens nowadays with a lot of the other wineries is is they they have these co op sort of bottling lines, and I've seen the uh, I guess it's called a pilfer proof top, where it where it, that is the screw off cap and. Cost-wise, it's about, it, it, it would save about a third just in regards to the cork. And the application isn't that bad. It's really just instead of the, the corking mechanism, they put the, the screw-off capping at the end of the line. So it's only like I had actually got a, uh, when I did it for our olive oil company for a real small 187 bottle of olive oil at one time, I actually was able to rent the machine. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and they put it right on the property, and we were able to just by hand do a certain amount of bottles one at a time. But it's an easy application in regards to the bottling line and should be very cost-effective going down the road. I'd just like to see what consumers think, and particularly when I talk about a wine like our Silver Label Cabernet, which is a $20 bottle of wine. Some of these screw-off caps that they've come out are very sleek-looking. You know, you can, you can hardly tell that it's a screw-off cap, and when you get it home and you take the cap off the wine, if the quality of that wine in the bottle is just the same, or, hey, maybe you got home and you didn't have a corked bottle of wine and had to go down that route, and the, the juice was just as good, is there going to be some, you know, consumer kickback in regards to a screw-off cap?
3: I honestly don't know. It'll be interesting to get people's opinion. And just so we can cover this, B.R. Cone, obviously there are great wines that come from you, but predominantly we are talking about their Chardonnay and your entry-level silver-label Cabernet. We're not looking at this for your Olive Hill Premium Cab, correct?
7: That's correct. Yeah, I know that uh, Plump Jack had come out with a uh, six-bottle pack that had three bottles of screw-off cap and three bottles of cork. Um, I think they continued on with it. I don't know uh, at this point if they still do it or not. But the high-end wines, I think we will, the cork that we free up in regards to not having to fill the, the lack of a better term, commodity brands of wines, that would actually free up a lot more of that cork for the more expensive bottles.
3: Well, it's going to be interesting to see. Well, Dan, we're going to ask you to hang with us. we got to take a small break. Now that we have laid the groundwork, we will get the phone lines rolling, 877-4-CRUSH-1. Call in, talk to me, talk to Dan, and let's talk a little bit about closures.
5: So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 800-989-0233.
4: 800-989-0233. 800-989-0233. That's 800-989-0233.
2: Unexpected Reactions to Smart Financial Decisions, brought to you by FeedThePig.org.
5: Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month, and soon enough, it was gone. So you're just giving up? Giving up on what? The life of luxury. the lottery were easy, everyone would do it.
2: When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster.
8: So, we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade from my special collection of old family recipes.
6: That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council.
3: Welcome back to The Crush. I'm Laura Lawson, and you are listening to the show that's all about the grape in all its glory. But actually, today, it's all about you, because we are joined by Dan Cohn, who is looking for you, the Wine Crush listener, to give B.R. Cohn some advice on what kind of capsule and what kind of closure it should use. For those of you who are a little shy and don't want to call into the wine line at 877-4crush1, there is going to be a poll on our website where you can vote. Whether you will go with screw cap, whether you go with natural cork, or you would keep it just like it is. So check out our website at WineCrush.com. Well, Dan, are you still with us? I'm here. All right. Well, right now we are joined by Gary, and Gary is from New England. Gary, welcome to the Wine Crush. Yo, Gary. Gary, welcome to the Crush. You are on live with Laura Lawson and Dan Cone of BR Cone. How are you today? All right. Well, Gary must not be doing too well today. We're going to try and forgive him for that one. All right. Well, for those of you who are trying to call the wine line, just remember 877 4 Crush 1. And when you dial the number, you do have to speak. It helps to have an interactive. But I do understand how you could be just entirely too awestruck to be talking to Dan and me at the same time.
8: So never. I I am here. I'm sorry.
3: Oh, there we go. We finally (laughs) awakened. I like this. All right, well, Gary, you're on live with Dan Cohn and Laura Lawson, and we are talking about the essence of packaging. Are you for or against a screw cap?
8: I am for the screw cap.
3: Well, why are you for a screw cap, Gary?
8: Well, a lot of different reasons. Uh, first of all, I, I think it's a, it's a better closure. It gives you a, it gives you a more complete closing. Um, I don't worry about having a wine be corked. Um, it's, it seems to me, from a, from a business standpoint, it would make all the sense in the world. If you've got anywhere from 3 to 10% of your wine, that's bad. I, I would think that would be a bad business model to have something that uh, would bring you uh, such a, a, a bad product, uh, possibly. Um, and So my, my thought on it is that you've got a better closing mechanism, it's easier to open for people, um, and you get better wine all the time.
3: Do you have a problem with the fact that both red and white wines? If you're a Cabernet drinker and you're spending thirty dollars on a bottle, does it bother you that uh, it's a screw cap?
8: Not in the least. Um, again, and I go back to that same argument. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a traditionalist in, in the sense that I need to need to open up a, a bottle of wine and have a cork in it. Um, I don't see any virtue of of the cork other than than the traditionalist view. So if you can give me a better closing mechanism where I know there's not going to be an issue of me putting it in storage and having the cork go bad or having some sort of cork taint, I think it makes sense to have a better closer and consequently have better wine.
7: That's a really good point, Gary, especially when i, I you, you you started to come into terms with something that I've been thinking about when when you have and you talk about these really higher end wines and that people are saving them, and if they're collectors that you you know with the you might have an oxygenated bottle at best with the screw off cap, but with the cork. With those older bottles, that even have to be changed out every year. I mean, these wines would—they've been testing them now, and they they i think the the oldest test on the screw off cap is is twenty years right now, and uh, the wine supposedly
8: is perfect. Yeah, I, you know, there's there's certainly some uh, some red wines that we've we've had around for a while that are very high end and and are are wines that are, are very well thought of, and they've done well in, in tastings. I think they've uh, they've come across as being uh, pretty spectacular, given that there isn't a whole lot of history on this. Let okay. me ask you.
7: oh Sorry, Laura, can
8: I just ask one more question, real quick. Of what course, you, you think can. Think
7: about if if you were um, you and your wife were out at a restaurant, and I think that there's that romance factor that goes in regards to pulling a cork out of the bottle of wine table side. What do, you, uh, what do you think the screw-off cap
8: does to something at that level? Well, I, th- I think for some people there probably is a little bit of a, 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 little bit of a turnoff on the idea because they're, they probably lack the knowledge, or at least a, they, they look at it as, well, I'm not getting a really good bottle of wine because obviously it, it's a screw cap. And my way of thinking is is once once the waiter comes over to my table and shows me what the bottle is and I agree that that's the bottle that I want, generally speaking, I turn around and I start talking with the customer or I talk, start talking with my wife or with a friend. I don't actually watch them take the cork out of the bottle, so it becomes a non-factor for me.
3: I think you're probably a rarity. All right. Well, Gary, thank you for calling in, being part of the crush. We have other callers lined up, but at least we know we have one in favor of screw caps. Absolutely.
8: Thank you so much for hearing Thanks,
3: me. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. All right. We have one in favor. For those of you who aren't brave enough to call the wine line at 877-4CRUSH1, just remember on the website, WineCrush.com, the poll it will be standing for a while, so we can tell Dan what to do with his cork. All right, right now we have Eric from Michigan stepping up on the wine line. Eric, welcome to the Wine Crush. Hi there. How are you doing today?
9: I'm well, thank you. All right. you
3: are. We are doing well. You are online with Dan Cohn and, of course, me, the Chardonnay Sipping Diva, and we want to know what you think about closures, screw cap, yes or no?
9: Well, I know you're going to hate me for pleading neutrality, but... I'm, I'm a little ambivalent. I, I really truly believe, you know, with a white wine or something that's ready to drink or ready to serve more immediately, I I don't have a problem with it. However, I think there's got to be a line drawn in the sand as far as, you know, some of your red wines that are made to age, uh, both from the standpoint of it's nice to have that court closure, but also, you know, from a restaurateur standpoint, if he's going to ask someone to come out, and spend, you know, his hard-earned money on a nice quality bottle of wine. I think uh, I did hear your last caller, and I think it does matter. It, you may not pay attention to them taking the the cap off or the cork out, but when you set a, a Stelvin cap down on the table, I think there's a big difference than than setting a cork down on a table. And those people are going to look at that the whole time they're drinking the bottle of wine they have paid so much money for. It.
3: So you're the kind of people that I don't really understand. I, I, I am on the fence about screw caps when it comes to paying more than $100 a bottle. But if I'm going to have a bottle of red wine, I'm going to drink in 12 months, what difference does it make?
9: Well, maybe I'm just a traditionalist or maybe I just enjoy the process a little more. But I do like to see that cork taken out of the bottle.
3: But only if it's red wine, white wine, doesn't matter. Not so much, okay, Dan, what do you think about this? What do you think about Eric's comment?
7: I was trying to I, I was I was thinking about it. What if we got really, really big glasses of wine for the restaurant table so when they pour the wine, you don't have to set the bottle on the table. <laughs> There's
3: an idea. <laughs> Dan, I can tell you've had dinner with me. You've seen the size of red gla- red it takes to get through dinner.
7: Well, I was going, not, not I know, Laura, your glasses, are they hold a bottle each in a glass. I'm just thinking maybe a glass half the size that holds <laughs> half a bottle each.
3: A glass is always half full, never half empty.
7: That's right. Uh,
3: but, no, in all sincerity, Eric, getting back to your point, I don't, you know, obviously there's going to be romance, like uh, our last caller had said, there's a romance in Cork, there's a romance without it. But say you go out, you've had dinner, you just paid $150 for a bottle of Cabernet, and you open to have that bottle opened up at table and it's corked. What is your response to that if you knew if it had a screw cap, that never would have happened?
9: I hope the restaurant's replacing it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right. You sound like you know a little bit about wine, and that's a great thing. But what happens to the people who don't know that that wine was off? Do you think it damages the reputation of the wine? Do you think it becomes a problem?
9: You're probably right. I think there is potential for it damaging the reputation of the wine. Um, and I don't know the statistics on it, but I certainly think you run that risk of turning the customer off if they do pay a lot of money for a corked wine and it comes out and it is indeed corked. Um, I guess, I just, like I said, I just truly believe in that process. And, and if I'm going out and I'm enjoying a nice meal, I like to see that server come up and, and actually take the time to pull the cork out of the bottle and, uh, and actually serve, serve the wine.
3: All right. Well, Eric, thank you for calling in, being part of the show, because now we have a split panel. We have one for and one against. Well, right now, we've got to take a small break, and hopefully when we come back, we will find someone who will split the difference for us. But right now, you're listening to The Wine Crush, and you're talking with Laura Lawson and Dan Cohn, and we hope you stay tuned when we return.
1: A party? And you didn't invite us? The Wine Crush. You ain't getting rid of us that easy.
0: Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Call On Call Pharmacy right now and save as much as $700. 800-884-7919. On Call Pharmacy delivers the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow Yellow pills for 120 bucks with free, discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Call on-call pharmacy now and take advantage of this special offer. 800-884-7919. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. 800-884-7919. 800-884-7919. 800-884-7919.
6: Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council.
3: Welcome back to The Wine Crush. I'm Laura Lawson, and we are having fun doing the great debate on closures. Uh, I had the moment to step in the booth, and, uh, Dan, if you're still there joining us, you know, of course, we have one for and one against, one for screw caps, one for corks, and I think some of the great debate is the romance. Uh, Ken, our amazing producer, had yeah. a couple thoughts on that. I, I,
2: I just think it just opens up a natural window here. Instead of popping the cork and having the romance that way, he hands the bottle to her and says, would you like to... There you go.
3: There you go. <laughs> oh, that's great. See, we, I, we have all the answers for you here on the cross, Dan.
7: I did send one I did send you one text message though while we were on the break there. I didn't know if you got it or not. And my mine was mine was uh if you're on your first date and you order a second bottle, what if during the time lapse it takes for the waiter to open the second bottle she changes her mind? <laughs>
3: Then Hey, then Dan, you definitely aren't in sales and you hadn't closed the deal. All right. Well, I love how things can deteriorate anytime you start talking about alcohol and mechanics. All right. We do see we have to have a tiebreaker right now. We've got Monica from Ohio on the line. Monica, welcome to the Wine Crush. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're doing great. You're on the line with Laura Lawson and with Dan Cohn. And the question of the on the table right now, screw caps, yes or no? I'm going to break the tie and say yes. Yes to screw caps. Yes. Yay. Caps. <laughs> all right. Why are you saying yes to screw caps? Well, I probably about six months into really understanding wine and loving it. And for that to
5: be a new trend would just, it, to, to mystify all of those things that come up would be great, I think.
3: You know, actually, you have a very, very good point, And sometimes I think we get away from this on the crush there there are some of us who know so much about wine that we really ought to be shot or stuffed in a bottle ourselves, and this comes down to the fact that we are talking about the general public. Not everybody understands what goes into wine, why it's like it. They just like to drink it, and I think screw caps do help get us away from the whole mystique, mystery, pain-in-the-ass part of wine drinking.
5: I, I completely agree, and I think it would make it less scary if you say.
3: Yeah, I like the way you think. Oh,
5: wow, that's a great point. Well, thanks so
3: much. I enjoy the show. I'm glad you called in, and thank you for breaking the tie. We are two for screws, one for cork. We are moving in the right direction. Well, Dan, what do you think about what you've heard so far from Wine Crush listeners? You know, obviously, we can't take every call. And for the record, we'd love to have your call, 877-4CRUSH1. But for those of you who tend to be a bit more shy, please go to our website, winecrush.com. There'll be a poll about BR Cone going to screw caps or staying with the natural closure please do give us your two cents worth. Also, you can email us at info, I-N-F-O at com for those of you who want to get lengthy or to encourage Ken and take him up on his offer one way or the other. <laughs> but Dan, when you talk about the debate y'all have been having back and forth at the winery, are these points that have been discussed or these things that have been brought up?
7: These are exactly all of the topics that, that we're ultimately going after. The, the, uh, we, there was one uh, point that someone brought up that they said that, you know, maybe if somebody was used to drinking the more inexpensive wines on a regular basis, that they do relate that they, they like to think that, you know, when they're buying a $20 Cabernet and it has a cork that they're kind of stepping out, so to speak you know, and that they're expecting to get that thing. But I, I definitely like what Monica said in regards to it takes a lot of that scariness out of wine and that unknown out of it. If, you know, you're, at, you're having your, your summer barbecue or you're having people over for dinner at that point, you know what? You're just, you're just you're drinking and enjoying and you're enjoying the company and the wine is only as good as the people you share it with. And, you know, what? at the end of the day, who really cares how it gets out of the bottle?
3: You know? I, I have to concur with that. And actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a small story on myself. Uh, I, I apparently, as we all know, I am not the sharpest knife in the drawer. And against my best intuition and best wisdom, I took 85 people golfing last week. And this was, yeah, I'd lost my mind. Not only did I have heat stroke, I needed to be hit in the head several times. <laughs> But uh, when we did that, we had a party afterwards, and I was stuck bartending and pouring out glasses of wine. And I will tell you this right now. I had 125 bottles of wine in front of me. The only ones I grabbed as fast as I could were the screw caps, and those are the ones that all the 85 people I was with got exposed to because it was easy, it was convenient, and it was a great presentation. The path of least resistance. Exactly. I'm Laura Lawson, and we have been speaking with Dan Cohn of BR Cone Winery, and he has reached out to you, the Wine Crush listener, to get input on what he should do with his closures on his bottles. And that's what we try and bring you, the listener here at the Wine Crush, uh, unique access to some of the great wine people out in California. Well, Dan, I can't thank you enough for allowing us to have this platform to discuss things about, and hopefully we'll get a chance to give you our results in person at some point near in the future.
7: That would be great, Laura. Always great to talk to you. Ken, thank you, too. I appreciate it. You guys are the best.
3: Dan, you take care, darling. All right, All right. Talk to you soon. we got to take a small break here at The Crush, but when we return, we'll wrap up with questions, comments, and a general overall opinion.
0: If one of you drinks this, you both will be fine. Happiness, comfort, and beauty divine. You both will be fine. I guess it means it'll affect Fiona, too. The Wine Crush.
6: Tender, tender, please give me a drink of wine.
2: Watch your nuts please give me a drink of wine If you do that for me, it'll make me feel real fine
4: An adult elephant can weigh up to 6 tons The average person, 150 pounds Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it It can kill the average human If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. 800-915-9734. 800-915-9734. That's 800-915-9734.
6: The IRS is the most feared agency in the world. You've heard ads from other companies offering to help taxpayers only if they owe over $10,000. Here at Platinum Tax Defenders, we're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and we're proud to be one of the only tax firms in the country who understands that people who owe less than $10,000 need help just as badly. The IRS doesn't care how much money you owe. They'll still garnish your wages and even seize your assets. So whether you owe just a few thousand dollars or hundreds of thousands, call now for your free tax consultation. If you qualify, we may even be able to reduce your tax debt down to a small fraction of what you owe. So don't wait until the IRS seizes your property and garnishes your wages. Call 800-856-1330 and get your tax problem resolved once and for all. That number again is 800-856-1330. 800-856-1330. As I went
4: through school, one giant question loomed over me. What did I want to be? But in order to know what I wanted to be, I had to first decide what I wanted to make. I wanted to make more. So I became a teacher. Now I make learning a privilege, not a chore. And frustration, a tool, not an obstacle. I make working hard seem easy. And giving up, impossible. I make an old subject feel like a fresh thought and unconventional methods common. I make material things less important, and little things, like patience and kindness, count. I make weekdays more exciting than weekends, and classrooms feel like anything but. I make things different, which is all I ever hoped for. I'm a teacher. I
6: make more. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council.
3: Welcome back to The Wine Crush, your show about the grape and all its glory, and I am Laura Lawson, your favorite Chardonnay guzzling diva, and we have had a great opportunity today. We were joined by Dan Cohn for the entire show. Yes, I knew Dan could talk. I did not imagine he could talk that much, uh, but past that, what Dan is looking for from a winery point of view, he wants to know what you, the end user, thinks of closures And it seems so simple and so straightforward, but it's really not. As we can tell by the number of callers that we took, it is a very sensitive subject. Some people think screw caps are easy, it's convenient, it's a great way to keep the wine fresh. There are those of you out there who think that the romance and the systems that are involved in presenting a bottle of wine are as important as what's in the bottle. And I have to admit, you know, everyone makes a good argument on whether or not they should switch, but ultimately... In this economy, i got to bring it back up. It comes down to value again. And if I'm going to go out and I'm going to spend either in a restaurant or in a grocery store or in a Mega Mark or a wine shop, if I'm going to spend over $50 on a bottle of wine, I want to be able to go home, open up that bottle, and have no doubt that the wine is good, it's complete, and if I taste it, I'm not going to be disappointed. Or actually, let me clarify that – I'm going to know what the wine tastes like, and I'm not going to be disappointed. There have been plenty of bottles I opened that just were terrible to begin with. But if I open up a bottle and it has that screw cap on it, I know for a fact that what I'm getting is what the winemaker intended. I know that that's what he put in the vat. That's what he put in the barrels. And that's what he expected me to get for his sense of place. And ultimately, when we look at a bottle of wine and we get the flavors and we get the, the alive feature that is in that bottle of wine. It is about sense of place. And it's what the winemaker is trying to convey to you. And whether it's closure, whether it's cork, whether it's glass, whether it's stubborn, whether it's Saran Wrap, whether it's tinfoil, the whole point of what drinking that bottle of wine is one, of course, for you to enjoy it. But two, There's a lot of people who get off on doing the fanatical part of wine, saying the wine is alive, it's an expression, it is God in a glass, it is sugar and water and the wings of angels in a bottle. But ultimately, it is a statement, and the statement is made by the winemaker. And I think the best way to convey that is going to be with the screw cap, and I know I'm getting what the winemaker wanted me to taste. But of course... I'm looking for your opinion as well. Hopefully this is a show we can carry over and we can talk Dan Cohn into coming back so we can get our information and make sure that the voice of the Wine Crush listener is heard loud and clear. So to do that, I need your calls, 877-4CRUSH1. And let me know what you think. Just drop a call on the wine line. You can email me at info, I-N-F-O at com, or go on our website and check out the poll. And it's going to ask you yes or no on screw caps. Please take a moment to do this. We rarely get a chance to have the impact we're going to. Well, I'm Laura Lawson, and you have been listening to The Wine Crush. And as we bring another version of The Crush to a close, let us remind you, sip socially, drink responsibly, drink what you like, not what you're told, and above all, in vino veritas, in wine there is truth. I'm Laura Lawson, and we'll talk at you next week.